On today's show, part two of our conversation with Houston Chronicles, Jonathan Fagan, focusing on this upcoming season, expectations for the Houston Rockets, Ime Udoka, and how certain roles will likely be changing for guys on the roster, as well as some predictions for the season. It's all coming up right here at Locked on Rockets. This is Mission Control, Houston. Ignition sequence start. Throw it up to Jalen Green. Shingun here in the short row. Oh, Mike, that's the no look. Jabari for three and the win. Yeah! Tari Eason! Here comes Tari! T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. The Houston Rockets select Amen Thompson and Cam Whitmore. One thing I have never done is not made the playoffs, and so we want to take that step here as well. Six, five, four, three, two, one. What's up and welcome to another edition of Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian and credentialed media member. I'm also the host of Locked on NBA Mondays. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin. The show, of course, at Locked on Rockets, free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts, including YouTube. Just go to YouTube, search Locked on Rockets. Be sure to like, comment and subscribe. And as always, Thank you so much for making Locked on Rockets part of your day every single day, whether it's on your way to work, on your lunch break, in the gym. Thank you for making LOR part of your day every single day. Who, to you, Jonathan, is the best quote on the team right now? Hmm. Uh, struggling for someone who... Uh, you know, I like... Or we could, Jabari or I could say best. I could say best interview. It doesn't have to be like a quote machine. But Jabari is so clear and frank. There, there's no pretense to him. I, I love the way he, post game he's really good because it's so honest. Uh, Atari is really good post game, and I like the way he's much more concise than everybody, and that's good for a story. You know the the. Guys who take like me, where I take too long to get to the point on a, on this podcast today, uh, while well, he does not, and that's very helpful. I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. You know, uh, uh, Jay Sean is incredibly helpful, cooperative. Uh, and I feel like I'm forgetting somebody in that back part of the room. Um, so well, it doesn't it doesn't help that there's been so much roster churn this off season too. Well, yeah, so there's the that. It's probably Fred Van Vliet. But I don't think we can give it to him yet. I mean, but believe me, a lot of Canadian writers were telling me how lucky we are, which we need to be because they've moved out. Josh Christopher was great, but he didn't play enough. He didn't get to, you know, take advantage of how good he was. So we lost Josh Christopher. We lost KJ a few years ago. We lost Clint Capella, uh, one of the all-time good guys to deal with. So, yeah, we need Fred Van Vliet. Send him in here. Let's go. And so we got we got Fred we got Fred very briefly in Vegas. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what more he has to share with us once he was the, terrific uh, in that one interview. But yeah, over the years he's built a reputation for again the, the being totally frank, open, honest, helpful, cooperative. Uh, I mentioned Capella, one of my favorite Capella ones. Uh, this is when they the Rockets did away with shoot arounds, but the guys who weren't playing would go, and they'd go work out with Lucas, and so I. Ask Lucas, hey, can I go to one of your fake shoot arounds with just the rookies and two-way guys? Well, Capella goes. It's in Phoenix. And so after I said, hey, can I bother you for a minute? And Capella says, one, you're never bothering me. Two, never ask me again. The answer is always yes. 
This was like, okay, that's it. You can't beat that for a response. And that was Capella. And he did it with the numbers, which I liked, so, you know, one. And so uh, that, that was Capella being unbelievably cooperative. So I think Rafael Stone, having traded KJ and traded some of these other guys, he owed us Fred Van Vliet and maybe some more. There we go. We're going to start putting that on the list of, you know, things that the front office has to be on the lookout for is, you know, okay, three point well, shooting, defense, that all times. that. Just, you know, make, make sure make sure we have some good quotes too to, to, to get us through to get us through the season. What's the what's the funniest interaction that you've personally witnessed between two players could be more than two players, either current guys, former guys, just anything that really stands out that you've seen either it could be, you know, from from the locker room, a practice, pregame, postgame, just something that doesn't have to do with being on the actual court. Yeah, I, I, nothing jumps out at me, but there's lots of them. Uh, but I don't have an immediate answer for that. Uh, I, I mean, I, I just don't have one that comes to okay, mind right no, away. No worries. No worries. I mean, I've, I'm sure you've seen your fair share. Like I like my last season, I think at one point I saw KJ and Al P like, you know, high-fiving each other in the hallways. And it, it was just, they were always so energetic and enthusiastic with each other. And Alpi's English, I apologize, this wasn't last season, it was the season before last. Um, and Alpi's English was still fairly, like, new at this point. Um, but this was like a month or two into the season and he high-fives KJ and he goes, what's up, my boy-boy? Like, just in perfect English. And that, like, stood out to me because it, we had, he was barely speaking English at that point. But with KJ, he was like, no, I've got it. I'm, I'm all over it, so... Well, yeah, Alpi has sort of a charm to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just this youthful exuberance <laughs> that makes little things that he says funnier. You know, the uh, All-Star Weekend where he was playing with the uh, with the rising stars. And uh, what was it? Always? Uh, Always, I think that's what, yeah. Yeah, and so he, he and... Uh, I guess it was Jalen shouting always to each other across the interview room. Uh, it was pretty funny, but it's funnier the way he does it, you know, with the sort of the Alpi smirk, uh, because he, he's, he's a funny guy. He's a very likable guy, you know, cause he loves life, you know, the, I'm so happy, you know? And so, uh, that he just makes it funnier. Kind of like, hey, I, say, yeah, fans, I am so happy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Look, that, that was well, this is this is a professional podcast. It's, produ- it's production time. value, Jonathan. We got all the we got all the good stuff here. We got the uh always. Always. <laughs> we got we got all the goodies here. Um coming up, what are some of the expectations specifically for Ime Odoka going into this next season, his first season as the Houston Rockets head coach, and some predictions for this upcoming season as well. We're gonna get there in just one moment. First, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Football season's kicking off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season along because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every single time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every single victory along the way. That's right, every single victory. Right now, we can go take a look at some of these Super Bowl 58 outright betting favorites. The Kansas City Chiefs, the faraway leading favorite at plus 600. Philadelphia Eagles at plus 800. Buffalo Bills at plus 900. And then rounding off the top five, you have the Bengals and the 40. 49ers at plus 1,000 apiece. The Houston Texans way down there in the rear at plus 18,000 
to win the Super Bowl. But hey, if the Texans win games during the regular season, you get those bonus bets that you can use on spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And continuing on here at Locked On Rockets, where we're going to dive back into our conversation with Jonathan Fagan from the Houston Chronicle. You know, as we're as we're navigating this offseason and, and heading into this next year, I mean, there are some big questions for this team. They've talked, you know, con- constantly, Rafael Stone and, and Ime Odoka, about this being the end of phase one, now going into phase two of this rebuilding process. What do you think are kind of the expectations right now for Ime Odoka, especially kind of coming into this position, new head coach, group of guys, there's still clearly an emphasis on development, but also now folding in the veterans. What do you think the expectations are for him coming in at this point? Well, more specifically, it would be make a, a leap defensively to not be in the bottom five defensively anymore, at least be middle of the pack. And, you know, you bring in veterans, one of which is an elite defensive player, another who is really good at certain things defensively, maybe even elite, uh, being disruptive and and that kind of thing, and smart and always in the right place. But Dylan Brooks, if you're going to play him 30 minutes a game, you better make a leap defensively because he's that good. Uh, So more specific, I think that. And then you could say individual things. You want to see Jalen Green take the next step. Jabari Smith's take a step. Uh, he's still so young. That, and, you know, there, there is a little bit, I think people will push back when the Rockets aren't as finished as people would like them to be at this point. And I think I wrote something. I, we're doing our annual summer rankings, um, the power rankings. And when I wrote the Sacramento Kings item, I was thinking, you know, De'Aaron Fox, it was his sixth year when he got to this level. Sixth year. These guys are in their second and third. But people are now, I think Rocket fans had unbelievable patience. They understood what this was about. Okay, now they want to see something for their investment of patience. And then in the big picture, generally, when you ask expectations, I think Get into March, maybe well into well into March, still in that play-in chase. You want games after the All-Star break, and not just the day after, weeks after, that matter. That there's something on the line. In this case, to I, have I feel a like after the way the these play-in. last few seasons went, we can maybe bump that back and just say, let's get to like games that matter in January. Let's get to games where <laughs> where the where the schedule isn't already oh, okay. You're going to be a bottom five well, team again. And that brings up something that you know, the, there's long been a rumor, and, and I've been assured many times over many years it's untrue, but that the league likes the marquee teams to have softer schedules early. So that when they get to the time of the year, beginning at Christmas, where more and more people are watching, it's not, you know, Saturday night, Lakers, Warriors, the battle for eighth place. No, they want some meaning there. Well, if they're going to have easier schedules, the the Pistons and Rockets and so on are going to have harder schedules. And what we saw last year was brutal, a brutal, the 10 of 13 on the road to start the year. It was just, it fed into that rumor that has always existed. 
So it'll be interesting to see, will the Rockets have this schedule that just is, is a knockout punch right off the start, as it was last year, or if they'll have a chance to get their feet on the ground and, and get some traction and build a little something. So as you say, they could be playing for something on New Year's Eve. <laughs> it's not, all right, who, who's this year's Wemby? You know, I, but to me, they, I, I think as far as expectations, just to have, maybe you're not the play-in favorite or, you know, in that grouping, but to have a chance at it, to be able to make a run at it after the All-Star break. Uh, now, I, when I did our power rankings, I did not have them as a play-in team. And I was surprised. I thought people would get on me, and they didn't. You know, people just sort of, yeah. I mean, the way I worded it, okay, they could pick up 20 wins, and that's one game that barely gets you in the play-in, play and that's a 20-win improvement, and you may get in the play-in. So, of course, it's a long, long way to go. But I think, yeah, you want to see some significant strides that you can see in the standings. They're going to they're need some help from some of the other teams out West to be able to make it into the plan. They need a couple teams to probably falter a little bit in the standings for them to be in that, you know, 9, 10, 11 ish race, give or take. And who's it going to be? That's the thing. They're going to, they're going to so be, you can, you can maybe firmly put them ahead of the Spurs and the Blazers as like the only two teams. And then past that, it's just like, it becomes a real question mark as to, you know, will the Pelicans stumble a little bit? Will the Timberwolves stumble? Was last year a fluke for imagine, the Thunder? Right? Yeah. Thunder, I think, are really on the rise. Those two teams, that would be a pretty big stumble. Uh, regardless of what happens with Zion, they're pretty good when he doesn't play. Mm -hmm. uh, but if he does, of course, the, you know, he can't imagine that. The Mavericks didn't make the play in last year. I think they will. <laughs> I don't see them being in the lottery. So, yeah, it's like, who, who who do you knock out if you're going to get in there? But you would like to be able to say, oh, my, home and home with the Mavericks, March 3rd and 5th. That means hey, you better get those games. You know, this is key. Well, uh -huh. hey, the, the way the Mavericks played this last season, missing the playoffs entirely, I mean, it's not even completely out of the question that that could be one of the teams that the Rockets are going to be jousting with for some potential play-in positioning, depending on how they try to bounce back, bounce back this season. We'll see how that ultimately plays out. You mentioned Jalen kind of and, and expectations for Jalen going into year three here, Jabari going into year two. Which player to you is poised to take the biggest leap this season? Uh, of those two, or it doesn't have to be of those. Two. It could be. It could be more than that. It could be. It could be Alp. It could be Tari. From where they are, from where we saw them at the end of this past season to where they will be by the end of this upcoming season, who do you think mm. takes the biggest leap? Yeah. Well, if I mean, in some ways, Alpi has such a good high ceiling, but especially if he can get it together defensively to where you can play him against everybody. You know, if they can construct a defense, like he's not going to be great at everything defensively, probably ever. But if he can be very good at something, and then you defensively, and then you can construct a defense around some of those things, there's so much room, there's so much he can do offensively that there's a chance for it to be him. Obviously, Jalen. Uh, you know, it's funny. Apparently, there was like a Twitter poll the other day, and my son mentioned it to me. What would be the most important thing for Jalen to improve? And now the poll just listed two things, and it didn't list what I would consider the most. Defense? But I think, 
defense or playmaking with a two in the pole. And what I would say the most important thing for Jalen to make that leap would be efficiency offensively, just to knock down a higher percentage of his shots because he can always get his shot. The most important thing for the team would probably be defensively, you know, just if, if he could do that. Uh, so to answer your question, who is most poised to make that leap? Although there are scenarios in which it could be Shingun, I'd say the answer would be Jalen. Going into his third year, a real important offseason of work that he seems to have been doing, working with the select team for a mini camp, uh, you know, his Los Angeles workout. I, I think he's the guy who's poised to make the most significant step forward. And then the other thing about it, you know, the EMA edict, I am playing the guys who play the best. That's a message to everybody, which include which includes Sengun, but includes Jalen Green. Uh, I know in those workouts, Kevin Porter Jr. was killing it. And people were talking about how he looked. That, man, and he is a very talented guy who gets a chance now to do what he does best. And so there's sort of a, everybody, you know, you want your full minutes. There are guys who are going to compete for those minutes. And he, of course, is one of them. Coming up, we'll continue our conversation with Houston Chronicles' Jonathan Fagan in just one moment. And final segment here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. And as always, thank you so much for making Locked on Rockets part of your day every single day, free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts and on YouTube. Yeah, it's it's no it's no longer a foregone conclusion that Jalen gets his 30-plus or Jabari gets his 30-plus. I remember even posing the idea that KPJ or Tari could potentially be gunning for the starting two or four spots this next season. And Rockets fans pushed back on that immediately. They were like, no way, no way Jalen comes. And I'm like, well, like it kind of depends on how he looks going into camp, right? If he doesn't take his job seriously, if he doesn't go out and, and really put his best foot forward and show that he's putting in the work and that he looks like he deserves the starting spot. If Kevin looks better or if Tari looks better than Jabari, then it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that that could happen. But is the, is the chance slim? Absolutely. But it's at least a, you then, know, a yeah, factor Same thing there. with Alpine. Yeah. You know, there's, there's some matchups that Jabari at a five probably wouldn't work out very well. Uh, but there's some in which he could be your five. And then you can play Tari as a four. Uh, Jay Sean works in there somewhere. And so, yeah, there are scenarios. And more important, and, you know, I always think starting is way overblown finishing isn't uh you can absolutely see a finishing five with jabari and tari on the floor together absolutely those two guys are going to be you get a front court of dylan brooks tari east and jabari smith jr they're going to wreak havoc on opposing teams i think we'd probably be in agreement about this jonathan but just to check fred van vliet best player on the team currently as it stands hasn't even played mm -hmm. a single minute but <laughs> yeah, I would guess, um, you know, we don't know what Jalen will be, but th so that was going to be, so if we just, if we just tentatively say pencil in Fred Van Vliet is the best player on the team right now, do we think somebody else has the chance to be the best player on the team by the end of the season? And could that, oh, could that player sure. be Jalen? Could be Jalen, could be Jabari. Um, again, Jabari is very young. Uh, you know, he's going to keep improving. Uh, he, he's got a great, just Jalen too. Great hunger to be great. They're, they're, they're not just here for the life. 
you know, they, they want to be great. And so, yeah, I mean, I guess you go into the year saying it's probably Fred Van Vliet for a variety of reasons and recognizing that physically, just as everyone recognized when he came out of Wichita State, physically he's not, he doesn't fit the profile, but he does so many things well and he's such a smart player. You know, he and Dylan Brooks need to get their shooting percentages up for this team to be everything that it could be. Uh, there's a chance with their, their roles and situations that they will, not just from skills getting better or something, uh, but they both need to shoot a better percentage. And so it, it that's up for grabs as well. All right. I do think they'll both start. They, they, those are those are the two you can pencil in. Those two those two guys are you you don't you don't throw that much money at a couple players and bring either of them off the bench. I had some Rockets fans trying to tell Could me that they were going to bring Dylan Brooks. That would explode. I, I had there were some Rockets fans trying to tell me that they might bring Dylan Brooks off the bench, and I was like, in what world? In what world do you commit eighty million dollars, more than eighty million dollars, to a guy over four years and then bring him off the bench? It's it's not happening. He's your starting and then three. Have KPJ start with the way fans were about. And do you know what the harder question would be? Mm. And I've had this asked of me many times. Who was the best player on the team last year? I know you know the answer. It's it's it was it was Kevin. It was Kevin. It was. Now it, you might say he doesn't qualify because he missed too many games. Yeah. You know, like MVP. Uh, no, you know, you missed a month. I'm not going to give it to you. But at the time he got hurt, it was Kevin. Yeah. It, it it was Kevin, and there, there's 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 some Shingoon fans that'll be upset with that answer, but it's all good. It, it, that's that's just factual. Um, let's wrap things up here, Jonathan. With a couple, I've got a couple over unders for you before we wrap things up. We mentioned Jalen Green, we mentioned his efficiency, but this year, twenty five points per game, over or under? I'll say under. Under, okay. I mean, he could obviously he could exceed it by quite a few, but most likely given what we're saying about the depth, the rotation, uh, the sort of the way they'll probably balance the shots uh, with a backcourt with Fred Van Vliet and playing with Dylan Brooks uh, and Javari, if he takes a step forward and Alpi, if he takes, yeah, under. Okay. Under 25. And, and again, if he even, if he even dips a little bit in his points per game, but gets the efficiency uh, into a better spot, I think it'll be a better overall year for him. Even if the, the counting stats aren't as flashy as they were this past season. Alper and Shingun, over or under five assists per game. Ooh, five assists for a center is pretty good. I'm gonna. It was at three point nine this past season. Right, and yeah. So to say, like he's such a good passer that, and they should be a better shooting team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do his minutes allow it? That's mostly what it's about with him. It's not like he's going to get a lot better as a passer. He was really good last year. Does he get the minutes to be bet to be? You said over five, flat out five. I'll say under. Take the under but, again. Yeah, I'm not going to say, but I mean that's really you're doing great with the numbers you're picking. And the only reason I said under, look, they're probably going to play Jeff Green some, maybe not even every night, but some. Certainly, they're going to play Landale. They're going to if if Tari Eason is what I think he'll be, then you maybe play Jabari at some at the five. I don't know that Alpi gets a ton of minutes to bump that up over five. Uh, but I think you're picking numbers. You're making it really hard. Okay. Well, then here's here's the last hard number. Jabari Smith Jr. over or under 36.5% from three. Mm. 
That's an interesting one to pick. Uh, I, you know, I'll, that's really, you did good. <laughs> I, I sat here thinking I'll how I, I, I wanted to make the over-unders as difficult as possible. Well, that's the whole point of them, isn't it? Of course. Uh, yeah. You know, when my brother and I used to do bets as, a child, as children growing up, if you didn't take one side of it, that means the other one could take it. So if I said 36.5%, I'll go under. I'll say 35, 35 and change. Then if we, you and I were betting, you would have the right to take the other. And so I'm going to say just a little bit under. Okay. Well, then we're going to... Because even if he goes 36.2, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. That is pretty good. You're you're not upset with anything north of, I think, especially after this, how this last year went. I don't think you're upset with anything north of 35 for Jabari. Anything past that's just kind of, you know gravy but you know 36.5 you know okay well so we, we got you for three unders in a row we're gonna have to revisit well, this know, conversation I don't at the think end of the he's season he's going to be like way better as a three-point shooter but i don't think he's gonna have the long stretches of struggles to where man for the last two weeks he's made 18 percent. i don't think that's happening again so i think he's whatever his is going to be obviously there'll be some fluctuation there always is he's still yeah all the things but it's not going to be the wild range all the way down to shooting terrible. Yeah, for he two won't weeks, have the so. he won't have the pendulum swings from from okay he can shoot okay he can't shoot right it'll be and that's yeah. that's the thing with all young players they they start to establish that little bit of consistency in their games where he might not skyrocket up to being like a forty percent three point shooter but he just won't be a eighteen percent three point shooter for two weeks straight. Um, that's what I think. Last one here for you, Jonathan. Over or under thirty five wins. You did good. <laughs> so, because 35, I, I'll say under, you know, 32 to 35 seems like a good range. I wouldn't be surprised if they got up to 38. Uh, in fact, when I wrote that power rankings thing, I think I made some references to that. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised, which is why I say your 35 is a pretty good number. Um but I wouldn't predict 36, 37, 38. So I'll have to say under. Oh, wow. 35. Will I get 35? <sighs> you get you get 35. You get 35. Yeah. I guess I'll take 35 unless. That, I, I should. I should. Uh, that, that's the one area that I messed up with the, with the, I, I should have given you a, a, a 0.5 in there. Yeah. The, yeah. It's okay. I, I did the over under slightly wrong, but you know I picked what? good if numbers. You said 34 and a half. Would I have taken the over? Ooh. Yeah, I might have. You might have taken the O. All right. See, okay. So I, I, I whiffed I whiffed on a couple of the numbers there. Jonathan, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Do us all a favor. Let us know where you, they can, where our audience can track you down at. Well, HoustonChronicle.com uh, is always the best way to go. Uh, and it's cheap right now. You get all summer. You get like three months for a quarter. And so grab it while you can, assuming you have a quarter. And, uh, you know, so th- that would be justinchronicle.com. Uh, but if not, I try to tweet links every day if, if, when I'm writing, when I've got stuff. Uh, and so it's Jonathan underscore Fagan at X or Twitter or whatever you <laughs> want to call it. I'm on threads too, but I haven't been putting a whole lot there. But I will once we start cranking it up again. So uh, you can go to go to threads if you prefer to. And so, uh, but justinchronicle.com is obviously the easiest uh, place to go and you get everything else you know it seems like the astros might be playing well into rocket season this year and so there's there's some exciting sports going on right now in this town so uh, i would go there first 
That's going to do it for another edition of Locked on Rockets. As always, thank you so much for checking out the show. If you haven't done so yet, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. That's Apple, Spotify, Google, the Odyssey app, free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. Just go to YouTube, search Locked on Rockets. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. But as always, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.